Dang it, it was the pause button. You just used the R key, Joe. I'm trying to tell you. <sighs> trying to tell you how to do it right, and then you still go do it that way. I was given a mouse. I want to use a mouse. Mm-mm. I thought you're still on uh, ISWM. Come on. No. <laughs> I told him to use a tiling window manager earlier. So with a tiling window manager, uh, you're supposed to throw the mouse away, and then you just buy a second keyboard. But that's, and so yeah. you have one, one hand on one keyboard, the other hand on the other keyboard, and then you can efficiently multi, multi-tiling tasks. Maybe if I could just map all the keys to X, A, Y, B, and the D-pad, and I oh, could see, run, there you go. just run Linux on an Xbox controller. Get yourself, yep, exactly. I'd be fine with that. Well, why isn't it W-A-S-D everything? Coming up in this episode, the wind hits our solace, our podcast recommendation is dark, our app is focused on three letters, and we reveal February's distro, which is, hang on. Hello, and welcome to the Linux user space. I'm Dan. I'm Joe. And I'm Leo. Hey, guys. How's it going? I hear rumblings that uh, Joe is looking at getting a new laptop, maybe? <laughs> I love how this came all the way to me. This is why we need the video feed right here. <laughs> Everything and gets blamed we're, on me. We're, we're, we're doing it, but... Um, yeah. yeah, that the face was yeah. perfect. It was perfect. FYI, audience, we're experimenting with a video feed this week, so uh, it'll either be horrendous and you'll never see it, or it'll be horrendous and we don't care. We'll show it to you anyways. So yeah. two <laughs> options. Uh, sorry, hold on. I can't see you guys. I got the Apple Store. No, wait. Open. I can't see you either. I got Joe, the where'd you go? Apple Store Buddy. open. Yeah, on the my, the numbers are screen. way too large. They go off the screen. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think we've all. When by all I mean me and Leo, because Dan would. No. Mm-mm. You can't get LXQT on uh, on Mac OS uh, 11, right? Yeah, no, I don't think you can. I just don't know. Yeah, it just won't take advantage yep, yep. of the hardware just yet. You know, it, an LXQT <laughs> just, is just so smooth and fast as it uh, is. Yeah, the M1 just could handle it. got me there. It. it doesn't need an M1. It, it just doesn't. It does not. Yeah. No. <laughs> it runs good on my Pi even. No, no. M1, M1 was built for like GNOME 8. Which at some point it just to boot is going to take thirty two gigs of RAM as they continue to just <laughs> well, work it's, on it's, GNOME. It's all the it's all the widgets and plugins you got to add to GNOME to make it usable, right? Well, there's that. Yeah, there's there's probably some of that. <laughs> One gig each, okay. Yeah. But uh, performance and price point that M1 Mac is pretty slick, and if I, if I Linux so. is coming. And by soon, guys, like everybody chill, like by soon means like if within the next year I could boot Linux on it, I'd feel really great in yeah. my, my humble, humble, you know me, well, Mr. Humble uh, opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the time. 
So maybe by the end of the month, we can boot Linux on it, I hear. Well, that's the thing, right? So all of this came up as a conversation. We were talking about Asahi Linux, which just got a name. It got named this month by Hector Martin. Uh, we brought we brought him up a couple episodes, a few episodes ago, uh, talking about you know, will will it happen? Will Linux ever one day make it onto the M1 Max? And it's looking like we're getting closer. So Dan, you tuned into this. I watched the uh, live stream that he had where he was talking about, you know, getting ready and the things that needed to take place and the order of operations and. He was like, it sounds, you know, this, this is going to be easy. This step will be easy. And he starts to describe them, and I am lost. It did not sound easy at all to me. Typical Dan. Like, just you're over, over complicating. Here's all you need to know. Clearly, I was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is an amazing man. Why? Well, yes. A, he names a Linux distribution after a great beer. And then two, that's it. Like that. I mean, really, I stopped there. Back to one, right? Yeah. C point one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's he's done a lot of cool stuff in the past, right? Did he? Did he do he is it the, the PS two or the PS four running Linux? Like, I mean, I thought it was PS three, maybe even the one I'm I didn't sure. pick. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't have it. This is an Xbox house, but that's some amazing advancement. I heard uh, Mac OS uh, had an update this month, this week, which helped open up the way for. Uh, a custom kernel, which just makes that path for them even simpler. And by the way, that is the exact opposite of what everybody has been saying Apple is going to do with their platform. Yeah. Well, still not sure why. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's because they're like, hey, Linux, come over here and take (laughs) over our hardware. You know, who knows? Maybe it's for Microsoft. Maybe it's for, maybe they're just trying to open up to get more development going. Who knows? Who knows? No, here's what happened. Tim Apple got a tweet by Mark Han, uh, Hector Martin, and he said, hey, uh, could you just open up the Apple platform, uh, M1 platform for me? And Tim Apple was like, yeah, I think that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I'm sure that had a lot of influence on it. So, yeah, that's exactly why it's going the way it is. Tim, uh, Apple, if you're listening, or you are listening, everybody listens to this show. Of course, especially Tim Apple. Yeah. I, I like this one, but I my my pro is is a year old. Um, I, I need I need a new pro um, because then I can put this one as on the bookshelf to collect dust. So if you could help me out with that, I'd appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Good. You just you just send all your all your old hardware to me. I'll take care of it. Oh, well, it, it'll gather yeah. dust on my bookshelf. Right. <laughs> I have some Mac Mini sitting up here. I should send you one. Well, there you I go. I wouldn't say no. There's no M1 in there, though. They're Not all, yet. They're Not all Intel. Yet. Oh, but we know that runs Linux. Yeah. I just thought naming the distribution Asahi Linux was really, really clever because while it is a good beer, yeah. um, and I think the beer takes the rising sun meaning when mm. it, uh, as they name themselves, but Asahi also means Macintosh Apple, the cultivar, the type of Apple. And I just thought that was really clever. That is clever. Yeah. That's, see, way more intelligence than what I've got up right. here. Yeah. <laughs> All I hear is Asahi yep. beer. Leo, when will your uh, M1 be here? I, I have not ordered anything yet, but I really, yeah, I really want to buy one. I really want to buy um, I think what I'm looking at is the um, the MacBook Pro, but the the entry level MacBook Pro, not the secondary one. Um, uh, the only difference between the two, two hundred dollars, by the way, two hundred dollar difference. 
to go from 256 gigs of storage to 512 gigs of storage. Yeah, and it's 13 inch? It's a 13 inch, yeah. I like that form factor. You see these? Yeah, that's a good form factor. (laughs) I'll agree with that. I don't want to double the thickness on them. So um, 13 inches, 13 inch laptops. I'm so happy for all of you in the world that buy your little, your 12 inch and your 13 inch laptops to me, which are like useless. I just am like, nope, this is too small. I don't know why. I don't know. I'd rather break break my back carrying around a 15, but uh, good for you. I, I would be definitely looking at a mini though, so I can hook it up to like a 70 inch screen. Uh, mm, yes. The, the biggest like thing that I wanted to do was, uh, you know, give it a shot for uh, audio production. And I mean, for something like that, where I'm going to be sitting at a desk anyway, I have no problem hooking it up to a dock, um, the USB-C dock or whatever, and hook it up to a monitor and everything else. So that I think is not really a big issue. The um, portability though, right? I mean, like if I'm going to be taking it around and doing stuff with it, I want it to be small enough and light enough that I don't have to think about, uh, yeah, do I need to lift some weights before <laughs> before I need before I can carry this thing around? Um, yeah, that, what was it, like two pounds or something like that? Yeah, I don't Man, know. That's like, light. Holy like, cow. I don't know. Like, is I, My XPS is not that much bigger. Like, it's not that much bigger. No. The thing that I was thinking about. So I'm, I'm looking at getting a new laptop. And I mean, to be quite honest with you, it comes down to, do I want a ThinkPad? Do I want an XPS? Or do I just want to go way out on a limb, get this M1 Mac, and be ready for Asahi Linux when it's it's in a usable state? So... But battery life, though. Battery yeah. life, though. The M1 Mac crushes the XPS. Oh, yeah. Well, running. Right, take it. running Crushing everything right now. Running yeah. Mac OS. Well, right. uh, yeah, of course. But this, this is crushes XPS running Windows with all of its power enhancements. Yeah, probably. I, I'm just yeah. saying. No, it does. It um, does in real-world tests. It absolutely yeah, it does. does. It does. Absolutely. Um, but we also know that Apple is doing a lot a lot of under the hood work with software to utilize, take advantage of every piece of that. So of course. it doesn't I, mean I will that, say- that Linux is going to get anywhere close to that. It'll probably do well because it's still hardware based on the battery. Yeah, like it's still, I you know, so. it's less, less hardware, the, the processor, right. all that stuff's going to be less, but I'm just saying, don't expect some like 26 hour battery life on your, <laughs> not on Asahi. No. Yeah. It's, it's unknown, right. To some extent, but I will say, Hector did acknowledge that battery, you know, power management type things right. are something they're going to have to address, but that's a little further down the road. Yeah. So right. my recommendation is, because I know you, Leo, and whatever laptop you buy next will be the one you have episode 200 of yep. Linux user space. <laughs> guaranteed. Pretty much so, guaranteed. Yep. I'll, I'll yeah, have my ThinkPad exactly. to fall back on, but If yeah. it's a one-shot deal, I don't know if I would invest in the MacBook yet. What, whoa, yet? Okay, what, what's the threshold then? Well, I would say I would like to see a shipping kernel, Linux kernel booting before, if it's my main keep forever device, unless you're just planning on running Mac OS. Because you, well, you can't even put Windows on it. Like, yet. So what about yeah. more RAM too? That's another issue, right? And the 8 yeah, gigs of RAM. 8, well, eight gig of RAM so and you're going to hang on to it for a long time? I don't know. The biggest thing that I have realized though is that I do not use more than 8 gigs of RAM. Um, no, well, you're no pretty, probably not. You're pretty I, spelt. I, yeah. I, I upgraded this laptop to 20 gigs of RAM because I was like, yeah, I'll totally use all of that because uh, mm-hmm. this is when I was really doing a lot of EMs. Um, mm. But outside of that, 
I don't even really touch it. I mean, eight yeah, gigs right. is more than enough. I, I know I've seen way too many articles saying, you know, we're, we're past eight gigs. 16 should just be the new normal and that's what should just come in everything. And I don't necessarily disagree, especially if you're a gamer uh, or if you're running lots of VMs or doing something intensive. But I don't know. I think eight is a fairly decent sweet spot for eight. just about everybody else. Eight's not bad. I think it's, yeah, well, you know, I'm not normal. We we established that in the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> we know you're not, Dan. Five, five or six, I've looked, and five or six is about where I run on a daily, you know, yeah. during the day sometimes. Yep. With LXQT? Yeah, no joke. Holy that's cow. how much stuff I'm running. And that's the thing. Yeah, no. The DE has nothing to do with that number. That's pure apps. That's like 380 And you're on Firefox, meg. right? Yeah, probably. I, Vol- I, I, Vivaldi too. Multiple, multiple browsers. Yeah, I'm using multiple. Not browsers. the RAM sucker Chrome, right? So no, Vivaldi and Firefox for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I do at work. I use some Edge stuff, which is pretty svelte my, on uh, on RAM compared to Chrome. It's okay, but you start getting all these things open, and uh, yeah, yeah, like five or six gig on a daily, probably. Mm-hmm. That's that's cutting it close for me. Yeah, so that's kind of close to the eight. That doesn't give yeah. you a lot of room. You can't, you know, if that's just your daily stuff. I feel if you, like if you could hold out to the fall, more comfortable, Leo. If you could hold out to the fall, then you think I'd that's say, gonna be? You think that's gonna be the the uh, the time? I think you'll hear whispers of M two. <laughs> oh, true, true. And I think they'll either offer a, a you know a higher RAM solution. Yeah, they'll they'll have more options. A second iteration. Yeah. The other thing about that is, uh, this is this. If I were to do this, uh, it would absolutely be the most I've ever paid for a laptop in my entire life. Um, yeah, because you that. were saying you wanted a three-digit laptop, and this ain't it. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. not at all. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, you know, getting let's say the M2 comes out, and let's say it has sixteen and thirty-two gig options, I can't afford that anyway. So <laughs> that there's there's a good chance I'm not going to be getting a 16 gigabyte version of yeah, anything. Maybe. That's true. They, that they but put they out. tend to do like a hundred dollar bump, right? Like so so you you would keep the yeah. same storage, but but get more RAM or keep the same RAM and get the double storage. And that's, it's that's still if usually they offer that those configurations. Or, yeah. Plus you're that's an educator, true. so you get the discount. Like yeah, they're just going to give you the RAM for free. They're right. gonna, you're you're getting the free <laughs> upgrade already. You just don't know it. So like uh just just looking at what I'm doing right now. Um I'm I'm actively using 1.5 gigs of RAM right now. So That's not bad. recording on the audio you're, on yeah, your, that you're recording on that I'm I'm looking at it right now. Yep. So 1.5 gigs used um and a good chunk cached. It looks like a couple of gigs cached, but um yeah. I mean we're not even coming anywhere near 8 gigs of RAM and this is yes. this is So you're fine. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, I'll uh, tell you what, get one so we can tease you about it for the next year until it actually oh, of runs Linux. But the other thing I was looking at was the fact that just about all the open source software runs on Mac anyway. Ardor yeah. runs on Mac just fine. Um, they've even got a uh, beta version of um, Ardor that, that supports the M1. You don't even have to run it through the Rosetta translation. Really? Oh, that's nice. Something else we should talk about. Rosetta is wine, just different targets. Yeah, it's Apple's wine. It's and, and but the fact that it runs so well. Well, wow. I'm not I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean throw a bunch of money at something, right? Well, they they're pretty I think their track record is pretty good. In fact, 
I'm well, actually, they're not, right? They're not the first ones to try and go ARM. You know, right? Mm-hmm. They let they're like, hey, my hey, Microsoft, hey, why don't you go stumble for a while, try and make three hundred dollar laptops nobody wants with ARM, and then we'll 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 show you how to do it right. And yeah. then they they did. But typically their software, like even like uh, like I use iOS, like I, I, I like my iPad, I like my iPhone. It's the you saw the Samsung phone announcements, right? 100x Zoom, and like they, they take the shovel of just features and chuck it at the wall, and then see what sticks, and then 99% of it just slides down because it was slopped <laughs> to begin with. But then there's a couple little features, you know, something big will come out in iOS, and then Android users like I've been doing that for like two years. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but it didn't work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or this yeah. works much better. Right. Widgets, right. Even widgets if, is something yeah. that happened and like that. And since it's been two years, it's time for you to get a new phone. So, eh. Well, that just means it's shiny yeah. in addition yeah. to it works better. Uh, yeah. But they are they do have a track record for when they are going to do something, they kind of make sure it's going to oh, work yeah. first. Like, yeah, I feel exactly. like they're yeah. pretty safe. So the Rosetta thing- When they like, roll it out, it it's it's on. Yeah, that yeah. I Once they announce it, I'm like, yeah, that's it's probably going to be sweet. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. So it's enticing. I'm looking at it. I haven't decided yet. All right. So it'll be here by next show. Hey, baby. <laughs> You'll have one before I have a mini, I think. Yeah, I'm 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 that close. Alrighty. It has been a month. A whole one. Glorious, lovely, fabtabulous month. Only a month? It's felt like seven and a half years on Solus. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. Solus. Let's talk a little bit about the roots of Solus. In 2012, there was Solus, but there wasn't Solus. It was Solus OS. <laughs> ah, ah, created by <laughs> Ike <laughs> Doherty. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it wrong. It's Doherty. Yeah. There you go. Much better. Ike. We, we, we've all- Brutalized we've, that Ike's anyway. been but in yeah. the community for years. I remember, um, I believe it was, was it uh, Jupiter? He used to visit all the time. Like just, yep. y- yep. y- you feel like you got the monthly update of Ike. Uh, I used to love it when he would come on. I enjoyed, enjoyed his take on things. But the first official release was May 2012, and this was Solus OS. And it was based on Debian 6 Stable squeeze and this is surprising to me because yeah. for some reason i had always assumed that solus was an independent non-derivative project but nope. that is not true solus mm-hmm. was oh oh but solus is... os where this began was not mm-hmm. it was based on debian stable shipped kernel 3. doesn't that sound so much older than it is kernel 3.0 like it feels like it should be farther back than it actually yeah. is, but eh, yeah. not really. Uh, shipped GNOME 2.3. Um, and despite being a stable base, now this is kind of, you, you see the roots of their rolling idea. They had far more up-to-date applications. So so they were shipping the stable base, but the the, the applications that shipped with the, um, the OS were top-notch, state-of-the-art, latest and greatest like VLC um, and it listed off a bunch of others, but it uh, seemed like, you know, at the time that's pretty neat, you know, because I think if you were based yeah. on Debian at the time, you were uh, waiting on some stuff, well, you know, yeah, stuff gets um, a little crusty in that repo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at this time uh, work 
began shortly thereafter, shortly after that May release on Solus OS 2. And this new uh, version would incorporate GNOME 3.2. So we see we're leaving GNOME 2. whatever behind, and they are trying to get up to this uh, GNOME 3.2 desktop. Uh, they also dropped Debian and started building from scratch. So here's where, yeah, the non-derivative yeah. lineage comes from. Right. So now we are our own thing that we have created. Uh, September 2013 sees Solus OS 2 Alpha 9. So all, like almost there, and then it disappears. And there's nothing after that. <laughs> Solus OS 2 Alpha 9 was the last release of Solus OS. However, fear not. Ike appears yet again late 2014 with Evolve OS. Mm, what's mm-hmm. this? Well, Evolve OS is a continuation of Solus OS 2, which never really officially got released, but they are using the GTK 3 architecture, but a fresh desktop. This is where we see Budgie enter the world, the Budgie desktop. And uh, Evolve OS seems to pick up right where Solus left off. It's got this new budgie desktop and it's got its very own base. So really we're shipping like everything from scratch. Well, from scratch using frameworks and whatnot, but their own Linux, their own desktop. That's pretty ambitious. Uh, January, 2015 sees the first beta release and things seem to be coming right along. Then in May, 2015, the Solus project is born because... There's an issue with the name Evolve OS. <laughs> somebody ah, somebody sends a letter and is like, "Hey, we have that's ours. You can't have it." So uh, I, they, Ike and Solis. the team, and uh, I believe I, I read a post. They they reached out to the community and everything. Like, hey, yeah, what do you think? What should we do? Let's and go back. Go back. Let's go back. Yeah. So they they dropped the, the OS and went back to Solus, and it's been that way ever since. Uh, Solus final point release. So at this time, they're they're on a point release type setup. Uh, version 1.2.1 was in October 2016. So that's the last legit point release. Everything else after that is the kind of snap snapshot style, I guess, a la Endeavor, a la Manjaro, Arco, all the others, Arco, yeah, yeah. All, all the all the snapshots, all the rolling guys. So they, they get into this uh, rolling, uh, they call it a curated rolling curated for sure as we all experienced uh we'll, we'll get into some of that <laughs> yeah what are you um, talking about i i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. um but since then they have had some major release types so we see august 2017 solus 3 uh and that's it solus 3 i didn't find a name or anything and then solus 4.0 fortitude in march 2019 and then solus 4.1 still fortitude january 2020 so uh, looks like their major releases, uh, you got two years almost between three and four, and then about a year, almost a year, 10 months between four or 4.1. Now, keep in mind, while this is going on, and well, not even all the way to 2020, but prior, uh, Ike all the time, is uh, he's working full-time for Intel. He's working on Clear Linux. Uh, he's developing his own Linux distribution from scratch and featuring its own desktop environment, Budgie. All in his spare time, which, guys, we all work full time. Uh, we have lives. We have things. I, I just, yeah. I was as I was reading, and I remember at the time like knowing this, but just looking back on it, I go, man, that's that's a lot, and that's just to be able to cr- 
cram that into a life. I, I, even if you didn't have like family responsibilities and all these other things, but just to focus on, I mean, you're, you're talking about living, eating and breathing Linux, like Linux sandwich for dinner. Like, I mean, you, you are, you are, that is, that's what you're doing. You get tired of boiled chicken and white rice after a while. You kind of want something else. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, that's, uh, anyways, that's legit. Like, uh, props to him that I, I just really found that uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, in mid-2017, around June, the Solus Project hits its funding goal of $2,500 monthly, which allows Ike to depart Intel and work full-time on Solus. So now I feel like, okay, we're, we're a little more manageable. Even I took a sigh. I was like, oh, good, good grief. What was going to happen? Yeah. Oh, how does the story end? Anyways. Yeah, and, and this <laughs> is about the time that, that Solus finally hit my radar. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the very first edition. The the thing that cemented it for me that I should try Solus was um, when I think it was Ubuntu Budgie came out. I was just thumbing through the spins, all the different stuff that, um, that oh, it's not spins, it's flavors. I forgot. Flavors. Um, yeah. But you, you're thumbing through the flavors and uh, I came across Budgie and I'm like, what is this? I've never seen this before. This is interesting. And I put it on my laptop. It was um, some HP quad core or something or another at the time. And it ran fantastic. Um, I think this was about the time where GNOME 3 was really making me upset in its mm -hmm. performance. And so I'm, I'm over looking for something else, right? And so Cinnamon is on the radar. Budgie is on the radar. Mate is on the radar. But something about Budgie just really hooked me. And because it, it reminded me of, you know, how GNOME 2 used to be. But it added a lot of flavor. And so that put Solus on the map for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too far away around 2017, mid-2017. I'm not too far away from installing Solus for the first time. It's coming up. I feel like I'm right there with you. Um, when I first put it on, I don't know, when my early multi-boot machines. <laughs> um, was it Ubuntu Budgie or was it Solus? No, it was Solus. No, oh, I went okay. straight for yeah. Solus. Well, because I was like, hey, go to the source, man. Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you want KDE? Go get Neon. Like, yeah. you know, whatever, just if you're going to try it out and just play with it. Right. So uh, I went to the, the source. That's good. Good stuff. So now um, flash forward just a little bit, about a year, sometime in the summer of 2018, Ike, the creator and lead of the Solus Project goes dark, just off switch happens. Um, and thankfully, the community get driven support, it, it gets through and the summer basically turns into fall and uh, we go towards winter and uh, thankfully they were able to com continue the project going. And in November, 2018, Pharonix um, posts an open letter from Ike. And I think this was his just kind of, here's what I've been doing guys. Yeah. <laughs> here's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we life. won't read through the whole letter. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read through it. It was uh, actually pretty touching. I thought, um, but some of the quotes um, I, 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 Pulled some excerpts out of it that I thought were kind of pertinent. Uh, he says, uh, for a long time, I had said that I was merely the first settler in the town that would become Solus, and in time, it would need its own architects, planners, and mayor. He goes on further, I can only say there are mitigating circumstances as to why this came about during some of the hardest moments in my life. And this is the part where, you know, you, you think about the hours he must have been keeping and, and, and yeah. all that was going in before. And even when he kind of backed off Intel a little bit and was able to do this full force, like it doesn't leave a lot of room for 
extra stuff in life. The the the, the norm extra stuff. stuff like any life. Wait, there's more than Linux in this life? Hold on. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> like family, like marriage, like health, like, you know, all of the other things. I mean, yeah. it's like he was burning it at both ends for quite a while. And and like, it's not as surprising <laughs> that uh, he might need a break or at least to re redirect, refocus. Sure. Especially looking back on all this. You, yeah, you could see it was yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, at the time, you know, there was a little bit of like, eh, you know, how could you just leave a project and just you know shut off well who knows like here's how you can do it (laughs) it happened and it went on and everybody has their reasons and it's you know they they've got a this is his passion project if the passion needs to be rediverted hey he's got to redivert it (laughs) the the man uh, you know you got to look out for yourself and take care of your your own uh, health so um the physical mental and otherwise so he continues on here. He says, as a new parent, ah, clue one, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I must plan to father my child and support my family through work instead of fathering my work and rely on my family supporting me. So obviously change in life circumstances, something like that. But the positivity spin keeps going. He says, Solus is built on the promise of technical excellence and outstanding user experiences and has excellent leadership and ironclad vision to make this possible. So, um, you know, I remember when this all went down, or at least... Yeah, me too. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, Ike departed the project that year. He refocused, it seems like, on his family life. Um, he again starts working for Intel on Clear, Clear Linux. And um, I remember, uh, I think we all mentioned it. He popped up last year talking about Serpent OS. So he's, he's on to other passion projects. Maybe things have, you know, shifted and, and his endeavor will hopefully uh, take take uh, shape for him. But since then, it would seem that the project has been led by mainly Josh Strobel and Brian Myers, along with a couple of maintainers, Frederick von Gelhorn, Joey Richer, Pierre Ives, and Rune Morling. Sorry, Rune. I don't, I don't know. We don't know about Joe either. Uh, it's been in good hands. Uh, you can look at the posts. Uh, Josh is very, uh, I, I, their blog's pretty, pretty solid. Uh, if you want to know anything yes. about them, I learned that pretty quick. Like go to the blog and like, boom, boom, boom. Yep. They're, they're really regular with the posts. Yep. They really, are. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, but so now we're kind of back to, you know, uh, after Ike left, but the project has kept on. Uh, he was an essential part of that project and, uh, hope the best for him and, and hope everything's going well. But, uh, since then it's been, uh, taken on by some some very capable individuals. Yeah. I mean, um, as he said before, I mean, it was standing on his own two feet before he even left. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can see now how long has it been? It's been at least a couple of years, more than two years. Yeah. And yeah, Solus is still going pretty strong. Still I'd say. going. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still going. A lot of development. Uh, Solus yeah. is going. And also the Budgie desktop. Don't forget yep. that he was the creator of that as well. So yep. all of that has, has continued to develop. Um yeah, the the last major update for Budgie was on December second, so about a yeah. uh, about a month ago. Yeah, just a, just a month ago. Yeah. So big stuff. So some of the key points about Solus. So their I don't want to call it their mission statement, but at least their tagline uh, is what I saw on their website, and I kind of liked it. Uh, at least I like that the perspective that they're coming from. It says the personal OS for personal computers. Install today, update forever. Which I like because, uh, you know, in Linux, I do a whole lot of nuke and paving. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the idea of uh, install today, update forever, at least if that's their goal or their mission. That's, uh, that's lofty, but I like it. 
Um, Solus itself, the name, uh, the term means alone or unaccompanied. And I kind of was thinking, you know, they, they don't have any direct correlation, but, you know, you think about how, you know, Ike kind of started it and it is its own custom Linux. It is its own desktop. It is on its own. Like it is, yeah. it is its it own. Sure is. It took its own path. Um, in fact, uh, I was even looking like the term Solus actually even refers to like stage, stage direction. Like, hey, you go to that part of the stage alone. So here you go. Linux uh, on its own terms, uh, things that they had uh, added to and features they've put in. And yeah, it all kind of yeah. ties together. I think they stand by themselves, just like the term. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not a derivative. And there isn't anything derived from it. So, yeah, true. So, um, I think right about, uh, when was it? Whenever he left 2018, I probably was on Solus for another three months or so after that. Yeah. I I think uh, Solus was my daily driver for about a year from 2017, 2018, somewhere, somewhere in that, uh, in that range. It was my daily driver. And I mean, it, it did everything I wanted to do. I got the newest packages all over the place. That was fantastic. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's been a couple of years since I've been on Solus. So it's, uh, it was good to come back. Yeah, I can't say, um, again, I, was, uh, I wanted really more to experience the budgie desktop at the time. Yeah. I don't think I kept Solus around for that long. And I know like when I first tried it, it was, it was a little rough around the edges. It had some stability issues and it was a little bit of a hog. Uh, as far as uh, me- uh, storage and memory, or not storage, but memory goes, but resources. Yeah. But um, but it, it's 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 come along with the GTK three stack, and and it has uh, the efficiencies have been passed along, I think, and they've developed their own. Um, so Solus we know is available in a couple different flavors, but Budgie's really, I mean, that's the the claim that's to fame, there, the right? One. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. So the Budgie desktop is based on GTK three. And integrates pretty tightly with the GNOME stack, and and you definitely can feel it. I, I I don't know how you guys felt, but as I'm when you're in Budgie, you could almost and actually the way I had it set up, I did the whole dock at the center thing. Um, I I could blink and think I was in GNOME. You know what I mean? Like uh, other than like the the app launcher and stuff. But if you were just looking at the desktop or the settings menu or something, you'd be like, ah, it's GNOME. Um, yep. It, you know, so it's it's very akin. Yeah, I think a lot of the desktops that that live on top of GTK three are like that, where you yeah. can you can feel it, you can feel it. It's not just GNOME; it's just that GTK ecosystem you can right. feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, Ike is quoted as saying, "I wanted something that was mo- a modern take on the traditional desktop, but not too traditional, aiming to keep a balance between aesthetics and functionality." I think he nailed that. Yeah, I think I think it's right there. Yeah. Very much so. Um, you, you feel the connection there. Um, you have a, a you have your traditional applications menu, their budgie menu, which it feels akin. I mean, to me, like XFCE, GNOME two, KDE, right? It's it's a launcher, and then you got your mm-hmm. your, your subcategories, right? There. Uh, Windows. I mean, it, it's it's really you know they're they're all similar. I I, I did like it, and I I really well we'll get into that later. But I it was yep. I was a little uh, surprised at myself even um, as I was playing with it. Nice. Um, over the year, uh, over the years, Solus added a few other DEs to their offerings. Uh, in October 2016, they added Mate, and in April 2017, uh, GNOME. So 
you can go that way if you want. I've got thoughts on that later as well. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and get to that. They do have um, a couple of their own apps. They've um, got KDE now too. Oh, do they? I, I forget when they, yeah, like a year ago, I think they added uh-huh. that. Maybe not even a year. Are you sure? It, it's, it's fairly new. Giving okay. it another shot on they, Plasma would be fun. They have I, Plasma. I think it would be yeah. interesting. It might. I, it may It may not be. Yeah, I think it's official. I think the is last Is it official release, or is it community? 4.1, I think it was the official announcement. I'm looking at it now. Yep. Solus Plasma underneath. It is official. Hey, so, so guess what? They added Solus Plasma as well. <laughs> Recently. Yeah, 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 Recently. of course. Uh, I don't know how I missed it. It is it recent. Is. Yeah, it is pretty A year recent. ago. Um, but they have their own kind of custom apps. I, I would say less less than most distros. You know, we've done some like Mint and uh, some of the other ones that really have some Arco. They, they really have some. They're adding. They're adding to their distribution by adding some applications. KDE, of course, like you know the, the Neon. Yeah. Like they they have a lot of custom built applications. Other than the whole desktop that right. they have, for absolutely Budgie. yes, right. Yeah. Budgie is their own desktop. Aside from that. Aside yeah. from that. But they do have a few. So the Budgie menu, uh, which is is unique, uh, it, it does mm-hmm. behave. I, I do. It's got its own little settings area, and you can tweak it and and do a little bit of the, the things that you would most likely have to do with extensions in in straight GNOME. So mm-hmm. you're able to do uh, adjust some of that. Raven, uh, that little pop-out on the side. Like yes. Let's say, you know, Raven is probably one of my favorite things about Budgie. It is. It's so informative, and you can customize the entire bit. It's, yeah. It's it's perfect. It's perfect for a something that you don't want to see all the time. Uh, I think by default it's got the calendar, and it might even have audio info on there. Uh, right, you yep. can customize it a good bit, but you know you just put stuff that you don't want to look at all the time, but you need to just peek at every now and then. Man, Raven is so fantastic. It is. It's a. It's a perfect little extra to it. I agree. Yeah, I think they even had like plugins for like. Um... Uh, Spotify and like you know mm-hmm. a- anything, but whatever's yes. yeah, you can you can really use it. Um, they have their own uh, driver management setup, which is is kind of nice actually. Coming from some distros recently, again, uh, I put this on the XPS where I have Nvidia graphics and you know a few other things. Um, they have a, a app which I fell in love with instantly, and it's the most simplest app, but it has the best name, and it's called Do Flicky. <laughs> and uh, do Flicky, and I will pull uh, from their uh, Git repo the uh, what do Flicky is not. It is not cross distro. It is not platform agnostic, and it is not intelligently named according to their notes. <laughs> you want to highlight it, that last yeah, one? <laughs> yeah. What it is, they say, it is for Solus. It is a driver thingy. And it is stupidly named. So th- those are their own notes on their own application. And I, I, I identified I, I, with I that. I agree with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. agree with all of it. You know what? <laughs> Honesty is a good policy. It is. And yeah, it was great because in Duflicky, I go, yes, I have NVIDIA. Click, install, restart. Yay. Yeah. So they did make NVIDIA easy, which is, is nice. That, that makes me happy. So, um, <laughs> We took a look around their website. It's nice. It's modern. It's current. It's uh, it's been. Yes. I feel like it's looked that way for a long time. But it's fine. It's like, not LinuxMint.com. It's not. It's, it's not it's, LinuxMint.com. It's a, it's a fine looking website. It's very like it. fine. It would actually fit on any modern desktop, and it would still look like it belonged in the same decade. It's it's a good. It's, yeah. 
It's a good design. That's true. That's so the real well, takeaway. That's the real takeaway. Whereas Linux Mint, you know, it's it's got that GNOME one yeah, maybe not so desktop uh, fit. Yeah. Anyways, uh, some of the basic distro details on Solus. So uh, its uh, base system again is custom. It's its own Linux uh, desktop environments. Budgie, GNOME Mate, um, file manager, GNOME files. Hold on, and Plasma. Oh, and Plasma. Sorry, I can't That's forget that. Pl- we just talked about yeah. Plasma again. <laughs> uh, they do use their own little uh, uh, kind of, I guess, is it? It's a custom, was it PySci uh, package manager? Did I say that right? What is it? It's, it's e- EOPKG, EO package, but it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a fork, I believe. Of, of it is a one. fork. Yeah, it's a yep. fork. But way back, yeah. Way back, way back, the way back machine. That's where I had to go find some of these articles on Budgie was the way back machine. The uh, kernel 5.10. So you and, are you are up to date, buddy. And um, that's pretty recent. As far as I know, they were on an older kernel for a good stretch of time. And really? yeah, yeah, and 10 just came out. Well, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. So the ISO still is because that's from... Well, the ISO, we'll talk about the uh, ISO. <laughs> just, just saying. You had a great time with the ISO, I'm yeah, sure of it. Yeah, I'm a great sure time of it. with that ISO. So, um, and X11, no Wayland. And I found a, a post from Josh Strobel in uh, their uh, chat area, and it said uh, someone was asking, like, hey, Wayland, you know, Gnome's got Wayland, and everybody else is working on Wayland, and... Uh, why haven't you guys worked on Wayland? And, and Josh said that's because I have disabled Wayland support from more places in the last couple of GNOME stack upgrades. Wayland isn't something we're going to be supporting even via our experimental package anytime soon. So we don't, I don't know what the um, issues are, but they must be significant to avoid it all together at this point. Now he did say anytime soon. Yeah, and, and well, that was that was November eighth of twenty nineteen. So that was over a year ago. Over a year ago, I couldn't find any update that said right. we're working on it now. But but it, my my first thought with something like this is small team, small focus. Absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, and that's the one thing I do want to highlight in this. Uh, when we do get through, uh, kind of talking about how our our time with Solus went, um. I personally layer these distributions by expectation, their ability to meet expectation, and then reality. So I have expectations and I have high expectations because I want to have good things. However, I have much higher expectations from the GNOME team than I do the Budgie team or Solus team um, because of the resources behind that I have much higher expectations of Ubuntu as a distribution than I do of Solus or PC Linux OS. Or, well, what what you told you know, me before we started the show was that you compare everything to Mac OS. Is that right? Pretty much. I think yeah. you said something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. No. Just wanted um, to clarify. Right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds no, about right. But I, I think that's important to note because um, if we look at where they've come from and where they where they've gotten, they've they've created a new distribution and a new desktop environment in, I mean, roughly five, six years um, from start to finish as far as Budgie goes and, or not finish, but where we're at. So, right. you know, I, I try and be a little more understanding when I'm going through these things. That being said, there were some definite things that would improve the project significantly going forward. And I'm sure 
we won't be the first ones to talk about them. So, Solus, gentlemen, it's been seven months, a month. It's been a month. Seven months. No. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have gone crazy, Joe. You'd have gone crazy. How did you guys get on with Solus? Well, I'll tell you some of the things I really do like. I love the Budgie desktop. Mm. And that's probably Mm -hmm. not a huge surprise to you, right? Because the paradigm is such that, you know, panel at the bottom, the application, you know, menu is simple and easy to follow. I, I even the Raven, even though that's a little flashy, even the Raven menu that that's still kind of nice. <laughs> it's because, almost too much flash for Dan. I mean, almost. it well, I bet it took at least not, another no, hundred megabytes of RAM, Dan. Like I mean, I don't even care about that. I've got I got plenty of RAM, but it it's hidden most of the time, so that's kind of nice. I like it out of the way and uh, simple when I'm doing stuff. Yeah, I gotta agree. I mean, the the, the fact that. Uh, I don't know. I, I hear it all the time where it's like, oh, it just gets out of your way. Yeah, no, this no, really it, does. It literally, this, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's got um it's got panel configuration a lot like the way that Cinnamon does their things, where mm-hmm. you focus on one panel, you add some things to it, you can you know make them auto hide things like that. Uh, but you really can. You can push everything out of the way, and there'll be nothing on your screen except your wallpaper, and then you can you can really focus. That that is huge to me. Yeah. Some other things that are pretty fantastic, you know, the theming is great out of the box. You don't have to do anything and it still feels comfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very consistent. I didn't even tweak it. I, I think I changed the wallpaper and that was it. I mean, that's that just initial me. wallpaper was a little depressing for me. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? There were a lot of them to choose from. There was. And there I, was. Didn't, I didn't download any. I just changed it. No, so me that neither. was nice. Yeah, I just changed yeah. it. Yep, same. Yep, so pretty great. Um. Man, does it boot fast. Holy cow. That is one thing that uh, Solus has always had that I look at other desktops, I look at other uh, distributions, and sometimes I'm just sitting there tapping my foot. I'm like, you could be so fast, but you're not. Yep. And Solus nails that. Yep. And so they've got their own installer as well. And uh, man, it plops it on your drive super fast too. Um, it. Those two things are tough to beat in any other distro, I think. Yeah. And so those are performance things. Um, they're not really usability so much. No, but, but, but I, nice. I think fast does factor into usability a lot. It factors into the yeah. perception of, you know, how good a distro is just by, you know, it's, it's one of those kinds of in the back of your minds kind of thing. Um, you know, it's kind of like the situation with Snap where... You launch one, takes a little while to decompress so it can drop itself into RAM so it can load up and do all that stuff, right? Snap, at least the applications themselves, are not slow. But the perception right. is there that it is yeah. because of the initial startup time. And yeah, this is something that Solus does not suffer from because it is nope. fast. It is fast. It's crazy fast. And uh, a lot of fun. I like that a lot. So there are some woes, right? Um we talked about the curated packages and whatnot. Um, some of them install really great. Like I installed Vivaldi. Didn't expect that to be in a repo. I expected to have to pull that down and do the regular. Right. And, and that that's their main repo, right? Not, not the third party section. That is not, just their main repo. Vivaldi lives there. Yeah. No, I did EOPKG install Vivaldi stable and mm-hmm. there it was. Right. Yep. Sure enough. So, great enough. 
that was great. But little little bugaboo on the the third party stuff, and I'll let you guys chime in on that. The first one that I did, and I and this is this is pretty right for any distribution. I go grab Chrome because if something doesn't work right or whatever, I can usually count on Chrome for for making it work. But it's not my daily driver; it's just a backup. So I pop open Software Center or a Software Manager, whatever it's called, go straight to the third party uh, area, which when you when you see how Solus is built, right? It's it's not derivative of anything, so there aren't native packages out there uh, for anything, really. You can't go get a .eopkg anything and install yeah. it. So what ends up happening is Solus will download the like the deb or the rpm i've seen kind of traces of both but it looks like deb is pretty much always the way that that goes they'll pull that down and rebuild it and create an eopkg out of it and then install that so yeah what ends up happening though is that it'll trip up a little bit i don't know why the the install script is super duper easy uh, I mean, you go and look at their third-party webpage. Yep, Joe's showing it too. Yep. Hey, but oh, it, hey, did it, fit, it, it finished Chrome. Finished. Yeah, it did Chrome. I did so Chrome just oh, for good you. Job. Yeah. Right. So if you go to that third-party, you know, blog post that shows how to install everything manually, if you do it that way, it seems like everything works great. But if you do it through well, the third-party yeah. installer, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Sometimes when I did Chrome. It did install. It did in fact install, but the the software center never updated to tell you that. The little bar at the bottom just kept going and going and going. And, I'm, and 15 minutes later, I'm like, surely you're done, right? So I, lo- <laughs> I look in the menu, and sure enough, there's Chrome. But the software center never got the memo. And so, yeah, you kill that, and yeah, it shows up later on. But yeah, it gets a little messy if you're just going straight GUI. I think that's fair. My my thoughts on Solus, just reading through their kind of mission statements and Ike's ideas behind Budgie, uh, which I can get behind all of that, is I feel like it should be simple. I, I feel like it's almost one of those where you wouldn't think about going to the command line even. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I avoid it. We're, it weirdly right. enough, in Solus, I avoid it because it feels right. It feels right. it feels okay to avoid the terminal in Solus 99% of the time. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. And that was my thing is I'm like, okay. But then, well, I went to the third party. So I went to install um, Slack. So mm. I just showed you guys on the video, the Chrome actually went through. Slack, I let Slack sit there for 30 minutes. I even sent you guys a little video Yep. saying, hey, guess what's not installing? And it's still not on my machine. It just yep. sat there and I ended up just having to kill it, the process and, and rebooting. So that's a little broken. Yeah, and I, I even followed up on that. You said that maybe about 10 minutes later, I was like, you know what? No, there's no way. It, it, it was weird, but it didn't fail. And I did the same thing. I went in third party, click on Slack, click install, same thing. I let it yeah. sit for 20 minutes and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to give up on this. And this is when I realized, yeah, you can do all the third party things through the command line and it works. Yeah. But right. yeah, just the fact that you have to do that is weird. Yeah. And so I feel like they've given you the command line instructions Right. And those always work. Why not rip out the the gooey part? I know that's harsh. Well, not bit, even right. Hey, but hold it on. doesn't work. So let's but let's not, pull that back. Not a why bit. rip it out? Isn't the gooey part just a button that says those commands? Well, I I hope so, but I don't know what's behind it. Right? I don't know what it does. I would think 
it's the front end of yeah of the guts of the the brain the thinking the process in the back end so that's like that's fair like remap the button bob like just like let's just make sure the code's <laughs> right you know yeah like <laughs> but but like if it broke last week and it's just not working this week that's that's fine but this is not new that's true i'll double down on that one i remember uh, when I was getting Solus up for the first time, I had issues with the third-party thing. And this was in you know, 2017, 2018. So, yeah, these issues have been around for a while. I mean, yeah. if you're okay with um, you know, heading over to their blog and checking out the, you know, how to install third-party software, then it's not a problem for you. But I, you know, I, I think it's really the personal PC for the personal person person of a person person. Right. <laughs> Not to get too personal about it. Exactly. But. When you get that far down into it where it's like I'm the whole point of us existing is being easy, then it starts to Right. Yeah, the focus needs to be there a little bit more. It even says like, yeah, we're we're not gonna include all the stuff you other guys, you other server guys and you other tinkerers. Like right. we yeah. want this to right. be This is a desktop. This yeah. is yep. your desktop operating exactly. system. Exactly. Not to beat a dead horse on this episode, but you know, like, yeah, Mac OS is not including <clears throat> software that's for admins and for, uh, you know, coders. And there, you can go get all that stuff and put it on there. Well, hold on there, Joe. It ships with right. SSH. Oh, it's got, <laughs> a, it's got a terminal. It's got a terminal. Well, look, there's a terminal. <laughs> I, I would put Solus, I guess. And I'm not saying I don't want any hate mail. Uh, I'm not put, I, I would put it in the same class or at least the same goals. As like elementary, or there's some others out there that are 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 their goal is to be for like mom, right? Like it's but it's a complete OS, a complete yes. ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's yes. a complete thing. I think that's the goal, right? And and it is yes, but we need some of these buttons to work, and <laughs> yeah. and yeah. and it makes things better when all the buttons work. Uh, there was a couple other things like I. Like for some reason too, I'm having this where if I go into uh, settings now, which, hey, I love right click on the desktop and I can get to settings and budget yeah. desktop settings. Every distro out there, because you all listen to us, please do this. Like, please. Like, it's so nice and fast. Uh, hey, you know what else works? The super key. XFCE 4.16, the super key. <laughs> I can just hit the super I'm, key I and I can just blame, get to where I want to go. I still want to blame that on Endeavor because he didn't install the right thing, you know, because Man, everything that you install. I installed XFCE desktop 4.16. That's what I installed on the Endeavor. You're telling me there's a plugin now? You're telling me XFCE's got extensions? Well, I, What's think, going I think Dan <laughs> mentioned that you may not have had the whisker menu at all. And oh, I think yeah, that well, was, yeah. Well, that's not. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. Uh, I can't. I'll, I'll point out. Since we're here, OpenSUSE did announce that uh, XFC I, I, I heard that 4.16 it's great. Is available. See, hey. they anyway. do listen to us and they that's exactly they why do. they They do. don't they don't listen to us. Perfect. Nobody listens. <laughs> hey. Timing was impeccable. Just our, just our anyway. wives and our kids. Anyways, yeah. And I, you uh, dear listener, thank you. And you dear listener. All seven of you, thank you very much. Um <laughs> Hey, look, there's eight it's, now. It's pretty. Like I, I do enjoy it, and I'm surprised at that because you really guys nice. know how I feel about menus and upon menus, and but I I felt like this was something because the super key works where I can still even if you were in like a gnome workflow similar like you could still just hit type enter launch you know you could you can 
jump back and forth between your uh, desktops, your virtual desktops and all that. All that stuff works really smooth. And it's, um, you guys were talking about like how fast it boots and, and things like that. And I, I was just thinking it's, uh, man, now I've lost the word. It's, it's, it's not so much fast, it's responsive. So, mm. you know, how, like it's, it's, a, which are kind of two different terms. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it does boot fast, but it feels, the desktop environment feels very responsive. The, I don't, I don't, per, there's no perceptible delay when I'm trying to do things and it just feels no. very smooth mm-hmm. and it's happening. And, and I like that even, even just moving stuff the way it's, uh, the way, just the way the desktop is. I'm on a 4k screen. Now I have a bone Uh-oh. to pick. Uh Oh, and yeah. now mm-hmm. this is the part again. Josh Strobel does not have a 4k display, Joe. I mean, just started out with this, you know, maybe you could buy him one and send it. I'm just saying I have a spare. I will. You reach out to me, buddy. I'll, I'll hook you up. Okay. So everybody's got fractional scaling this year. XFCE has fractional scaling. Everybody is there. Who doesn't have fractional scaling in 2021? Solus. What budgie? Well, does, does budgie have it at all? Right. I don't. I don't because I've never used. I don't. Use I, it on I never Ubuntu. saw it, but I never had a need to go looking like, for like, it. Right. Does Ubuntu budgie have scaling? Oh, that I don't know. I bet it does. You think so? Because uh, is this a soulless thing or is this a budgie thing? I think it's a budgie thing rather than it feels a soulless like a budgie thing. thing but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Hey, maybe maybe Ubuntu budgie does not. Any anyways, guys. So what that creates for anybody who has a 4K desktop, because your dock is tied to that scaling, so you can. I've heard people. Oh, just make the text bigger and just you can increase the size. Yeah, you can increase the size of the dock, but you know what happens? The icons stay this big, so yeah. nobody wants a giant dock with icons that you can't see. Yeah, so, and I mean, on a 4K display, those those buttons top right on yeah. you know, when you're minimizing, closing, or whatever, those are yeah. pretty big. Right. When you're scaled correctly, but they are tiny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like trying to shoot gnats with a bow and arrow. Like it, you're trying trying to like do anything. It's but I, I got around it. So I took my beautiful 4K display and dummied it down to 1080p and then just, you know, I think I even tried 1440 1440 actually 1440 at 200% was okay and then I had to take the text down to like 80 because then the oh, text was a little too big. big. Huh? Yeah. So those that's it. But I, I want to preface all of that. Yes, we are picking, but small team. Yeah. Small development. They've they've got to focus, I'm sure, on certain things. And yes, I am in the minority with 4K displays. I am probably in the minority with 1440p. No, we, we are definitely in the minority. Go check out the Steam survey yes, on that. And yes. 1440p is like right. less than one percent. So but yeah. not for much longer. So no, probably I think, not. I think I think it's been okay, and and I'll still say I'm probably out. Like I can't imagine anybody with a. You want to go get your MacBook uh, Pro, Leo, uh, with your 5K display? I don't know if it's coming on that one, it, but actually, it, if, it's 1600p. Okay. 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 It's 1600p, and I think they double it or sort so, of 150 yeah. it or something still like that. Yeah. Oddball. Yeah. Still, no, it's, it's still it's odd because it's a it's a it's a it's a um 16 by 10. 16 by 10. Yeah, it's not a 16 mm-hmm. by nine. Right. But, but I mean, um, it's like. Yeah, it's well, going to be small. The new Dell XPSs are 16 by 10 now, too, because they figured yeah. out how to get mm-hmm. rid of the top and that bottom bezel and they yep. stretched out the screen to compensate, which is actually that was something that, uh, you know, for the same price, I get the XPS, right? Well, so and, that's where ooh. I might I might end up there before I end up with them. Anyway, hey. So, XPS 16, 15, 16, what is it? 
It's, it's, a, it's a big boy. It is. They're nice. I love them. I've been happy with the XPSs. Anyways, it, fractional scaling would be very, very nice. Um, I don't have any 1080p displays. I have three 1440s in front of me and I have 4Ks. That's it, guys. Like, So for me, it is a challenge. I know I'm not maybe the general population, but it does make it tough. However- You brought, you brought it on yourself, Joe. I know. I'm sorry. Anyways, but everything else looks nice. So, but but Budgie did after install and everything. It because I think of it must be the GTK bones because GNOME does it. It, it knew what size screen it was. It, it it automatically had scaled it to the best of its ability. Uh, whereas right. uh, KDE, you know, I end up having to find it with a magnifying glass. So that in, part in works the fine. in the thousand options, yeah, yeah. Um. So, guys, what? So I'm a little conflicted with this one, and I told you that before. I like so I like the budgie desktop. I mm-hmm. really do. Mm-hmm. I, I could see myself uh, getting comfortable with it. Me too. I'm not so sure I feel the same way about the distribution. I feel like if I was going to use budgie, it would be on Manjaro. Let me tell you the killer well, the killer feature, I guess, feature set and and kind of the target that I think someone would choose Solus over something else. Yeah, please sell me. Sell me on it. Gaming. Now, not not as in um performance, but but as but as in ease of setup. Every time that I install an Ubuntu derivative and I install Lutris, I have to go pick and choose a gajillion different dependencies to make this little launcher application work for this game or, uh, you know, get Vulkan installed or the, you know, this Mesa, that Mesa, whatever, VA something, something. And this is where Solus shines. If you install Lutris, it brings in a lot of those really nice to have dependencies that do not get automatically installed otherwise. I have to go manually install game mode on Ubuntu. Solus, nope, you install Lutris, boom, it's there. If you're a gamer, my thought is you likely have already installed Steam. And what comes with Steam? All of that other crap. So wine tricks and even some of the weird obscure things like SQLite that that are required for some of these launchers, like the Battle.net launcher, I'm looking at you. Yes. You you require some of the weirdest crap to, to get running. But if you install Steam and then install Lutris, you get all of the major dependencies that all of these games that run at a Lutris require. Um, I noticed that Battle.net still required some weird one like libgpg-error. I still needed to go get that one. But still, honestly, if I would have forgotten to get it, I don't think it would have made a huge difference. But it also pulls in the 32-bit counterparts, which require a few extra commands to do on Ubuntu as well. So to be honest with you, this is really where they take that it's a it's a personal 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 desktop thing. This they shine right here. This is really where that comes together and makes things super duper easy. So gaming, I mean, it makes that whole sure. thing way better, way easier. I don't know another distribution okay. that's that easy. Yeah, that's definitely a, a plus. Uh, Pop OS, I think, would probably be close. Um, probably not that easy, but it is. Fairly easy. Pop yeah, OS. I, I would got say it all Pop there. OS is a is a yeah. good honorable mention. They have a lot of that stuff available for you. Right. But you know, it doesn't automatically install game mode. If you're going into right. um mm. Lutris and messing with the configurations, that option's gonna be great out for you. Turn it on. Um mm-hmm. so I mean, 
you know, you'll have to go Google, why is it grayed out? What do I got to do? And then, yeah, but Solus takes care of that for you. You never even get the opportunity to think, why is it like that? So, yeah. 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 So, so the other thing uh, that holds me back, and we talked about this as well. So they do have a lot of uh, packages in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not that their their uh, their their uh, app. It's not an app store, but you know what, I, what I'm saying. Um, it's okay. It's fine. It doesn't give a whole lot of information about anything that's not theirs. So the third party stuff, you really don't know what you're getting. You know what the title of the app is, but I couldn't find a lot of information like the version and and like more details about mm-hmm. it because it's pulling from the repos, I guess. But it does have snaps enabled by default. Yes. But it's not tied to the store. So, yeah. so while that's great and it was nice, you still had to go command line to install yeah, the snaps. Mm-hmm. And did. so I think if so that just a couple of things, I guess, that would make it more palatable for me. Because again, I love yep. the desktop. And I'm not so sure, you know, I'm gonna try Budgie on another on Manjaro or somewhere else just to see Ubuntu. I really like this implementation. I don't know if it gets tweaked or it gets flavored or seasoned or whatever they do to some of these desktop environments, but I like it the way it is. It's yeah. clean. It's Budgie pretty. It looks so nice, really man. good here. But the snap support not being tied in with the store is frustrating. Yeah. Because, and I, it's it's just frustrating because that's, I think, what we've become accustomed to. Just yeah. like we've become accustomed to the fractional scaling well, and, and a few other things. If, if, um, you're, if you're looking for software that's just not available... From the repo or that third-party repo that they – well, it's not even a repo that they do that with. Uh, the third-party list, right. then you're going to have to get it some other way. And, I mean, you know, for instance, both Dan and I tried to dive into Chromium earlier. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, that didn't work out so that well. Just, that didn't, not, not only did you have to go do that through the command line, it didn't work. I don't know why either. Yeah, it said it, said it was unable to mount it. I don't. I, don't know. I would know about that. I'm a Firefox yeah. user. Um, I support oh, no, you're free not. and open. Don't you dare lie to me, Joe. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but uh, but for instance, uh, one thing that did work out of the Snap Store that um, a browser that I use all the time, Brave, that mm-hmm. is a Snap now, which is fantastic. But until it was a Snap, there's no way to get Brave on Solus. So Snap was required essentially for me for Solus to get Brave. It's the only way I would be able to get it uh, naturally, I guess you could say, without having to like build it myself or something. Yeah. So the other thing that's missing, and I think to your point, and I'm going to follow up on my other point, I knew Solus supported snaps, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how. I didn't know mm-hmm. if it was supposed to come up in the store. I didn't know. Right. So I, I, the one thing I feel like they really could use and I think we've said this before, On is some kind of welcome box, some type of, hey, this is your first time in. Hey, check this out. Here's some quick little notes. Hey, if you, if you want snaps, push this button and we'll take you to the page that tells you what to do. It would be nice to have something like that because I did feel a little putting myself in the new user shoes, even an Ubuntu user shoes, uh, because an Ubuntu user is going to come in and, and used to just searching for everything in the store. And yeah. they're just going mostly yeah. going to find it if it's a snap, you know, or or a, or a deb. Like they're just going to find it. There was nothing there that told me. Yeah. And that's why when I was trying to look at the information, I was like, oh, maybe this is a snap, but I couldn't even find out what it was because it's yeah, no. their own package. It was definitely not type. a snap because those just don't show up. Yeah. Right. But it goes back to that personal of the personal of the personal thing, right? 
where you're doing 90% of it in the GUI and it works really well for the most part, right. all those sure. things yeah. you're doing. It'd be nice to just bring that into the fold and, and complete it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it completes the whole experience. Yeah. Once you venture out of what's in their main repo, it gets dicey. Yeah. It, but, you know, isn't, uh, isn't Mint kind of like that? How so? I mean, isn't Mint, isn't Mint, it, isn't it kind of better to just like stay in the lane with Mint as well? I mean, like using the GUI and stuff? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Right? We're just yeah. installing packages. Like just pull everything you can in from what they have. It's, it's not, my experience, like I, I, I think I broke it a number of times, but just trying to go, do my old style of command line this, command line that, like because I'm not familiar with Mint, but it felt a little familiar. I, I should have just stayed in the in the in the GUI, and I would have been fine. Just stay in your lane. It, it kind of depends. Lane, uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've got snaps installed in Mint. Um, I don't know. I I tend to I tend to go down to the command line every now and then because that's just the way that I've learned to do things in Ubuntu derivatives in general. Right. I've ventured from the lane quite a bit. It didn't break on me, but not yet. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just a not yet kind of thing because I, I use on my desktop uh, that I run uh, Mint twenty dot one on. Uh, what I have, I'm running a custom kernel. Uh, I've used Uku before, but I'm on uh, Ubuntu's uh, 5.8 kernel size. So it's not custom, but it's um, it's the new one that's not supposed to be on the system. Um, I've got a custom Mesa. Uh, it's it was a Keysax PPA uh, to get the latest and greatest Mesa. And there was a couple other things too. I mean, I'm I'm bending Mint to where if something breaks, I probably couldn't blame Mint for it. it it's my own. It's my <laughs> yeah. own doing. Yeah, right. your own doing. Well, I wouldn't yeah. blame Mint for any of my stuff either. It was definitely me. Um, so those couple of things, I think uh, I, I mentioned um, the fractional scaling. Great. Again, I'm, it's probably coming. But again, they're a smaller team. They can only do so much. You got to focus on certain things. Got it. Understandable. I get it. Snaps integration would be super awesome. Updating their ISOs a little more often. Yeah. That was a problem yeah, for that, me. That, that was a that's big a, that's one. That was yeah. a big problem for me because I have three newer laptops. One of them, which has a really nice AMD Lenovo, you know, it, it would have been really nice to I've been trying to use it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But it's not yep. supported in kernel five dot four. So yeah, I couldn't even it, get it to boot. Right. Uh, they and, did and have- get it. They did have a post on on the forum on you know a workaround, but like that's it. It's a workaround. Yeah, I ain't it's got not, time for that. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, no, no, just, that's fair. Most right. people aren't gonna go seek that out either. Um, yeah. So I think you're on to something. Having an updated ISO, like even six months. Yeah, it feels six like. months quarterly. I don't. I I don't know what goes into to to taking a snapshot. Yeah, we're looking at a year now, right? Right now. And, and you said there was a big kernel change. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was was were they on five dot four five dot four dot five dot four and then just jumped to ten or were they on like eight? It was a big jump. It was a big jump. I can't remember which kernel it was before because I wasn't running it, but I I remember yeah. Um, that yeah it was a pretty big jump. They skipped nine I think altogether. Five. I know my I know the update on like the XPS is solid. Like I mean it's it's a it's a eighth gen or ninth gen uh, i seven. It, it was fine and I got it on there. I had some other had some other issues with it that we talked about last show. But uh, if you're a rolling de- release, consider yourself rolling. I feel like your snapshot's got to be a little more rolling than that. So even yeah. if it was every six months, if it was quarterly, yeah. again, I don't know how much work goes into to putting together a snapshot and packaging up an ISO. and, and put, I, I don't know. It might, it might be really difficult. A couple times a year doesn't seem too out of the ordinary. Right. Um, so that just, again, food for thought. It's not mm-hmm. a deal breaker. 
It just would be nice. I think it would help their own project. But again, I don't know that they have the manpower to do it because I don't know what all is involved. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, Yeah. I I do like the work done. I like I like the budgie desktop. I like what's working in in Solus. But that that five dot four was a challenge for me. Like I was, you guys know, I I was pretty upset. Even if they release the ISOs maybe on some of those major milestones, like 5.8 brought a lot of stuff for AMD, right? right? It did. So even if you hit some of those marks where you know there's going to be a lot of change and it's going to help, you know, a good share of the population, it it probably is a good thing to try to hit those marks. I mean, 5.4 was a good point for the last one. Yeah, because I think bad. you had your fifty seven hundreds, yeah, six hundred XTs. Yeah. Like there was a lot of a lot of good stuff baked in there. You know, we just needed like the June release or the August release, which had I don't know five seven or five eight, whatever they they had. Right. I would hope they had done something between five four and five ten. If you're rolling mm-hmm. uh, or semi rolling, curated rolling, whatever they want to yeah. call it. But yeah, I think um, so. So yeah, just again, I had three machines that couldn't even run it. A rolling release, which is is funny uh, to so say. You, you so you never got it installed on any of those machines. No. Wow. Oh okay. no, I got it on the X on the XPS. I got it. Okay. Um, but I have I have my uh, my other machine at work is is all brand new AMD stuff. Like it's the right. sixty eight hundred and it's the Ryzen. You know the latest Ryzen. So even though it would run now, but I'd have to update it before I can install it. So, right. Yeah. Like it's right. it's it should run on there. Probably pretty well on five ten, but I can't get it on there because the current the it's a five dot four ISO. Like right. I just could, and maybe there's a workaround or whatever. But I'm not going to fight with with it. Like I just yeah, just, times it makes sense. It's fair. Times times tough. Like I, I don't have a lot of time. So, um, anyways, guys, final thoughts. Uh, I want to end this on a positive because I there's a lot there's a lot of good here and I appreciate all the there, hard work. There that's really into is. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the budgie desktop mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of my favorites. Ooh. Yeah. I'm really surprised it, by that. I'm going to quote you on that. Budgie. One of my favorites. Probably number three. Wow. Really? I, I'm going to rank it. It's going to be number three. Number one is KDE. Number two <laughs> is Gnome. <laughs> yeah. Three is budgie. Yeah. Is that it? Joe, you're nailing it, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I I, I know you. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I think it is. I think it's it's towards the top. It really is. Let me consult the WoW stick. WoW. LXQT. LXQT is number one. And number two is... Mate. I don't know. There isn't one. I'm going to go Plasma. Anyway. Oh, okay. okay. So Plasma is my number two. Okay. You just don't like the GTK, huh? Yeah, you don't. This is that's uh, not it. So Budgie is definitely the best of the GTK. I think wow. that's where I'm going with this, I right? Like it, I I feel like it 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 does it right for me. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, there's just so many things that are hanging out there. I, I'm probably not going to keep this around. Yeah, uh, I mean, I kind of feel like uh, Solus is still a really strong contender, especially if your focus is going to be gaming. I mean, if you just need to run, you know, a browser. And play a lot of games. I think Solus is a really, really good choice. Outside of that, if there's a lot of software that you need that isn't straight out of the repo or available in that third-party uh, repository, then it's it's tough. You're gonna have to get down to the command line. So it does make it a little 
I don't know. It, it takes a bit of a usability hit on that one, especially the way that they position themselves, right? They position mm-hmm. themselves yeah. to be a desktop operating system that is easy. Um, so there, there's, some, there's some rough edges on that. It is still going to be in my back pocket. The Solus was the very first distribution that I was ever able to game properly on. And so, yeah, I'm going to keep it around for that, but it probably won't be my daily driver or really even close to that. Um, I'm probably there with you. It's, um, I hope, I hope some of those things we talked about, th- those are my big little like gotchas. Like if those three or four things were there, I could definitely see this running as a daily driver. If I had yeah. some, some good snap flat pack support from within there, I know how to go to the command line. I know yeah. how to add snaps. I know yeah. how to do flat pack. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I don't I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. It's not your fault, Budgie, uh, Solus. It's just where you're at. I hope you're no, just, not there. I hope you're uh, making progress and you're 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 on the other side of that. Uh, I'm sure for your diehards and um, which you do have because you have a big Solus has a following. Um, they're fine. They've been doing it that way for a long time, or they live within the every. It fits their what they need. Everything's there. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, for um, me, for me, the bottom line ended up being once I got all the software that I wanted on there, it didn't matter to me. Everything yeah. at that point was no, was just everything fantastic. works then. Yeah, yeah. So if you can get over that hump, then you're good. Yeah, and I kind of want to. Um, I'm going to keep it around too for a little bit because I kind of want to go through. I re- I lost about a week and a half uh, just monkeying around with the ISO and trying to get stuff going mm-hmm. and realizing where it wouldn't go and where it would go. Um. So I, I kind of want to go through like a major update with it and just see mm-hmm. just how that how that goes. Um, we'll see. I think every Friday's their updates. So I've had a couple yeah, of little, little yeah, yeah. Every, little, little stuff. But uh, you know, at some point I'll go through. Uh, uh, other than the first initial <laughs> big yeah, upgrade, wow. going from yeah. five four to five ten, there was like five hundred updates that it processed or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a lot. Yeah. So and that and that went well actually. Hey, no, it, it went it fine. Installed. No. That that was a big change. A, 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 it's it's like hitting update on a year old rolling release machine. Like that's <laughs> yeah. a big, it's a bit big. That's a lot of confidence actually you too know, from actually, their it's side. Amazing, it works. Right? Yeah, I mean, no. yeah. You try doing that with some other rolling. I wouldn't release. let Manjaro go that long. I and don't care what fast. they say. Yeah, yeah. So no, it, did, it was it went fine. Um, and the update process was it didn't take forever. Like it went pretty no, pretty good and pretty smooth. Quick. And um, so yeah, I'll keep it around. Keep playing with it. Uh, I probably will try out uh, Budgie on a few other desktop or a few other distributions as well, just to compare, contrast. Um, but I really did enjoy it. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than I, I thought I would. Cool. That's good to hear. Housekeeping. 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 I'm the keeper of the house. Fluffy, fluffy. Me fluffy your pillow. I have lots of pillows to fluff. <laughs> it's my day to fluff the pillows. 105 fluffers to go. Oh, that's <laughs> so much fluffing to do. Wow. The podcast community has some fantastic members, and we want to make sure to highlight that. In our podcast showcase for this episode, we want to draw your attention to Darknet Diaries. Ooh. This is a really well-produced uh, podcast with some fascinating stories. And I know you guys listen. So, what is your take? It's it's stories. It is. Uh, it's like you're reading a novel of someone that that lived it. I don't know. It, it 
And it's so complete too, historically, because uh, yeah. you know, whenever they take a topic like a security topic or something like that, they'll they'll take you back to the very very beginning, um, and you know, build you up. It's like a movie in your mind. I don't I don't know how to explain it other than it's just really just utterly entertaining. Yeah, it's good stuff, and it's uh, it's nerdy good stuff. Good nerdy stories. Uh, good but nerdy in, stuff. Yeah, yes. but in a, that's a in, that's a yeah. tagline. Yeah, Darknet Diaries. Good nerdy stuff. I like it. That's good. <laughs> Guys, I'm available. Darknet Diaries if you need to reach out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm available. If you don't like that, blame Joe. <laughs> Always. Always. Hashtag. And I want to make sure to mention before uh, this next announcement that we've got a couple of uh, emails that have come in. Thank you. Very much. We, we haven't forgot about you. We do want to... Um, bring these up in the next episode. So, uh, Matthias and Steven, uh, we're going to get to your emails next time. We'll probably read them out and hopefully have a good discussion about it. And if you want to give your feedback and send your emails, you can send them to contact at linuxuserspace.show. With the subject line, hashtag blame Joe. Sounds good. Fine. So we fun. are very appreciative for all the Patreon supporters. If you also like what you hear on this show, please consider sponsoring us on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash linuxuserspace. We've got ideas. We've got a huge announcement to make. Yeah. Wait, what is it? I don't know. But we're working on it. We're working ah, on the we, announcement. We, yeah. we are working on a huge yeah. announcement. And I'm excited when we do yeah. announce it. Right. Hopefully it's huge. It, we're, we're, announcing, we're announcing the forthcoming announcement. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it will be exciting. Solus 4. No. 2.1. No. no that's not us. We'll be, I, oh, I think okay, our so. announcement might come before that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Definitely maybe. before XFCE 4.17, 18, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That next one. Sometime in the next seven years, we'll have a good announcement, guys. Please follow us on Twitter at Linux User Space to get all the latest announcements for this show and highlights for things that impact your user space. We also have our growing Telegram group. Please join us over at linuxuserspace.show slash Telegram to continue the conversation. Lastly, don't forget to rate this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast application and like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. You can always get more information at our website, linuxuserspace.show. This is Focus App, where we app on the focus of the focus with the app. Don't focus so much. Hey, small focus. Oh. Small team, small focus. Small team, small focus. Uh, we're going to focus smallly on uh, this one. This one is VLC. Yeah. <gasps> I, don't, I don't think this is going to come as a surprise to anybody ever on any platform at all. VLC, it's it's the workhorse. It's the you you got audio, you got video. It'll play it. It's a cross platform. How how old is VLC? Seven thousand oh, years. I, I should have probably looked this up. When was the beginning of time? Because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, seriously. I remember on Windows, I had to install like um, there there were a couple of them. There was um, K Lite Codec Pack and CCCP. What? Go. Drop it. When is it? Guess. Yeah. Okay. Guess. I, I'm guess. gonna guess 2002. Okay. Dan? I'm thinking 1999. Okay, I'm going to guess right 
because I'm looking at it. February first, uh, no. two thousand one. <gasps> I was so close. Right in between Ooh, us, though. Yeah. Right in the middle. Oh man. Okay, so VLC has been around. I think it's had the same focus forever, uh, which is <laughs> just play it. Whatever it is, just play it. All of the things. Yep. Play the things. You give me something, I play the thing, and you don't ever have to question whether or not I'm going to play the thing. I play the thing. That's yeah. Honestly, if VLC's tagline yeah. doesn't change very quickly to just play the thing, I'll be upset. Yeah, its tagline <laughs> should be, I do my job. <laughs> yes, yes. I do and, my very job. well, though. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, when you... When you have to go on some distributions and install this codec and that codec and this pack and this pack and this thing and this whatever and this software and all this stuff just to be able to play a video that you could play on Ubuntu just fine, it's kind of annoying. I understand why you can't do that. I get it. But the fact that you can just plop VLC on your machine and just forget about all that is so Mm. nice. It's just yes. so nice, and it's not going to go but, anywhere. It's going to just—it's what are we? We're we're up to almost twenty years now, so yeah, it, it, VLC is just going to be a pillar. Twenty of, years next month. Yeah, yeah. But it's Leo, gonna, what is there anywhere you can't run VLC? No. I mean, it's like on every platform, Listen, right? The entire reason I was considering getting an Apple M1 Mac was just so I could put VLC on it. That's oh, it. we'll see. That, well, that's the, that's that the whole seals reason. the deal. Yeah. Yep. But seriously. It's on Mac OS, it's on iDevices, it's on, you know, Android devices, it's on BSD, it's on Windows, it's on Linux, it's on everything. Hold on, let's set something straight here. We, BSD, this is a family it's show. It's there. Stop it, Dan. <laughs> I Stop know, it, right? I know. You watch I'm your sorry. mouth. Stop it. Come on. This is a... F- <laughs> Where's my bar of soap? Oh, yeah, it's here somewhere. Video land client for the win. It, seriously, seriously. I, I know I know people give it a lot of flack because it's not the prettiest video player out there or whatever. But, but it'll play it flax. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like, give it all the flack you want. It'll play it. Yeah. How, how's that celluloid yeah. going on Fedora for you without having to install <laughs> a bunch of RPM feud? Yeah, exactly. VLC, right. okay? And yeah, it's good. It's it's really good. Um, Even even the metadata. Here's one thing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I found out later on that EasyTag could do this. But- yep. MP4s in VLC, you can edit the metadata. And that's not the only format. I mean, just about all the things that VLC will play, you can tinker with the metadata. And tinkering with video metadata in Linux is a sore spot. I don't care what distribution you're on. I don't care what you're doing. If it's not MP4, there's a good chance you can't tinker with it. But mm-hmm. if you can tinker with it, VLC will do it for you without a whole lot of fuss. So, yeah, D- these things, it does all the things. That's you can why use it we're focusing to on grab it. an RTSP stream uh, off yes. of camera. Oh, yes. I mean, you, yep. you can use it for a lot yep. of things. A very, very Swiss Army tool knife video audio player. Swiss Army tool knife. I'm, I'm going to keep that one. Put you that like in my that pocket. one? Yep, put it in my that's, pocket. That's Swiss Army stuff. tool knife. Yep. <laughs> it's a tool and a knife. Yep, and I think I'm I'm probably not alone in this. Really, VLC is my backup. It is I I use whatever comes on the system, and when that's on Ubuntu, that I don't it doesn't even matter to me. They're all the same. They all play the things right. I double click on the file. If for some reason Celluloid or Dragon Player or Eliza or whoever comes back and is like, I don't know what this is. I can't do this. Then it's just like okay, right click, open with VLC, and it works every single time. It it's something that I. It's one of the, 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 the softwares I install on 
every distribution just right out of the box because I know it's going to come in handy one time or another. Yeah, I skipped that step. I'm not using the, yeah, VLC. I just change default. VLC. I'm oh. not messing with your. I'm not messing nice. with your your player. I don't use. I, I couldn't tell you what video player was on any distribution because I had never used them. I've only ever used VLC. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> a big reason that I, that I like to to use it as a secondary, especially on Windows, is when you make VLC the default, everything is a traffic cone. Everything. Oh yeah. Your it video, is, yeah. your <laughs> your music, your what? Yeah, it's all true. just traffic cones. That's true. So uh, my my main player on Windows is Fubar, <laughs> and that oh, they're, they're little icons for everything. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. This is the moment you all have been waiting for, where we announce the next great distro that we will be trying, and uh, it's Gen two. It's Gen two. It's Gen not. Calling it now. We we need we need yep. more than a month to do Gen two probably. Oh, Got to compile Chromium. Probably mm. need a month to compile. Yeah, browser. <laughs> um, no, we're going to be doing PC Linux OS, but not just any variation. We're going to do the Trinity desktop. All in. Yeah, Joe is an animal, and he wanted a, <sighs> a feeling of nostalgia. So um, that's what we're going to do. I'm excited for this. Uh, this is this is the very first desktop environment I was ever exposed to on Linux. Uh, KDE, what is it, three? I think. Yeah, three point five. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm at uh, two or three. I still can't remember. I'm pretty sure it must have been three then. But uh, I'm I'm really excited for this. I can't wait. Dan, Dan. Yes. I'm trying to free your mind, Dan. But I can <laughs> no. only show you the door. You're the one that You're has to walk through it. The one that has to walk through it. Take the red pill or the blue pill. I don't know. It should be good though. Whichever one. It it, it it's gonna be great. I, I, I think I think we'll have fun with this, honestly. Oh, we're gonna have I, fun. What kernel are they shipping? Three dot six? No course. negative. Oh. No, no, no. They're five ten, aren't they? Five ten. Yes. Yeah, we're not no monkey around. Rolling, this is good stuff. Rolling. Yeah, but what what kernel's on there? ISO. That's the question. I, I think it's the five ten oh, okay. five, five nine. I don't know. Really right. up there. I'm yeah, in. I think you're going to have a good time. I'm, when it I'm comes in. To we're going to we're going to work with the desktop that looks like it's from 1987. Yes. And on the latest Linux kernel. You're going to fall in love with month. it. You're going to fall in you're love with it. You're going to love it. You you might love it, Joe. It might be I just might. for you. I might. Anyway, that means the next show will be topic based and uh we hope to have a few topics uh, you know that will impact your Linux user space. Thank you, everybody, for listening and for your support. Uh, please follow along as we test out PC Linux OS for the next month. And uh, where can we find you, uh, fine folks? You can find me at JoJo underscore Fett. And you can find me at... <laughs> What's that? In the Matrix. You can find me at Leo Chavez on Twitter. I'm opening the door, Leo. Only you can I'm walking through, through it. it. I'm, already, I'm already through it. Okay. I'm outro, so you can find me at KC2BEZ. Don't hit your head on the door, Leo. I'm out. Join us again in two weeks when we return to the Linux user space. Dan, you can't leave the Matrix. Deuces. <laughs> Just unplug me, man. Dan. <laughs> I dropped my mic, but it's on an arm. Ah. <laughs> oh.
out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. You've watched that movie way too many times. I have all of their famous lines on my computer screen right now. Can we do some kind of Matrix title? Like some 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 quote that Trinity said in oh. the Matrix for Ooh. for the episode when we do that in two episodes. Let you guys go there. I know Kung Fu. That's just what we should call it. Hey, by the way, uh, Craig died? I don't know what happened. I see that. Well, thanks, Craig. Yeah, Craig. You can apt install RPMs. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. RPMs? Did I hear that correctly? Yep. You did. Oh. An app-based system that uses RPMs. Oh, sweet. So how much should I cut up this uh, video? If I drop an F-bomb, take that out. But otherwise, I'm fine with leaving it all in. Okay. Maybe just trim the very end and the very beginning little bits. Oh, yeah. You mean where we talk about 